0: Hello and welcome to Yubcast, your Star Wars cartoon podcast. My name is Jamie, and yeah, Empire, New Republic, it's all the same to these people. Invaders on their land is all we are.
1: And my name is Matt. Today we fight for more than the Republic. Today we fight for all of our brothers back home.
0: Ha, I know what episode that's from. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you do Yeah
0: So today we're going to be talking about episode 2 in Clone Wars Plot Order uh, If you're actually looking for the episode, it's season 1, episode 16 This episode is called The Hidden Enemy But Before we get into it, we like to just talk about rando Star Wars stuff So Matt, what have you done that's Star Wars-y since uh, last we spoke? I actually haven't done very much Star Wars I finished up some
1: High Republic stuff and for my birthday, my kids got me the Season 2 Mandalorian Art Oath book. So I haven't looked at that yet, but that was my new Star Wars acquisition. So I'm looking forward to looking at that. But pretty much, I, I guess I started the Kenobi Legends novel in anticipation of Kenobi coming out. Did you, did you do anything?
0: Well, no, not particularly. I'm still finishing that that last High Republic book going slow, because I only do about 20 to 30 minutes per day for when I run. It's actually gotten interesting now. And other than that, just watching The Clone Wars, I can't stop myself from watching it. But uh, actually, this is a good point to uh, to point out that we were actually guests on a, another Star Wars podcast called Hyperspace Heroes. Uh, so that episode should be coming out, um, hopefully soon. I think it's, it would be episode 8?
1: Yeah, I, it'll probably be out by the time we post our... Yeah. So... so, so go.
0: Go find them. So they're a bunch of cool guys. B, Scruffy, and Brown Leader. Super cool, Star Wars, loving guys just like us. And had a lot of fun. So please, you know, check them out. And then apparently now Rogue Squadron is back on or was always still on. They're just going to change the director. Yeah, let's uh, let's put this out. If anybody listening
1: knows, because I was trying to figure this out this week and I was texting Jamie, I was like, is this on or is it never off? Is Rogue Squadron still coming out next year, in 2023, at the end of 2023? The Wikipedia page seems to indicate it is, but I thought the Wonder Woman director... What was her name? I, I don't, don't remember. Know. All right. I thought the, the Wonder Woman director had dropped out, or wasn't going to do it or couldn't do it, because of other, other commitments. But if it's back on, I'm I'm very excited, because I want to see this. It was supposed to be like Top Gun, but with X-Wings. So, yeah, please make this. But if anybody knows, let me know. If you have a source, I've been looking for one that actually confirms that it's still on. But who knows? I would watch it for sure. I'm going to drop in her name here so I can edit it later. Patty Jenkins is the director
0: of Wonder Woman. (laughs) Hello, Smithers. You're quite good at turning me on. Well, no, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm going to leave it in like that.
1: Yeah. You're fired. And how?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. All right. So today we're going to do, um, Jamie's going to do the plot summary, but today we're going to do the season one, episode 16, The Hidden Enemy, beforehand, sometimes I like to highlight some cast and crew, so spoiler alert, today we meet the villain, Asajj Ventress, in, at least in our viewing order, we meet her. And she's played by an actor, Nico Futterman. And she is the actor who plays Ventress in all things. But she's been in a bunch of other stuff. When I was looking up her IMDb, she's on a ton of Disney cartoons right now. A lot of Mickey Mouse Club and of the like. But she's also been in Archer, has several reoccurring characters. Usually, like, psychiatrists and things. She was in Bad Batch, where she played Cut Laquane's wife. The Twilight Woman. Mm-hmm. She's been in a bunch of DC cartoons, like DC Superhero Girls. She's she's done VO work and video games, like World of Warcraft. But she's also been in Woody Woodpecker and Curious George, and just a hundred other shows. Yeah. And so she's one of these prolific voice actors. Yeah, and, she, she was also ahead. in Rebels. She
0: was the oh, voice. Right. She was the voice of the Temple in the my favorite Star Wars cartoon episode ever, Twilight of the Apprentice Part Two.
1: That is correct. She did play the voice of the temple, which is a wonderful episode, and I love that character. Because we'll get there for sure, but Ezra turns on the temple, and the voice says, basically, like, now you have the power to destroy life, and he's like, what? No! (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like, oopsies! (laughs) You trusted Darth Maul. (laughs) Yeah, not smart. (laughs) So that's... Everyone
1: else in today's show is... Your standard cast of Bradley D. Baker and Anakin and Obi-Wan. So we're going to get to all of those guys. I just want to highlight her because it's her first appearance. At least in our order of watching them. Is so if you want to
0: go? What? I was going to say, isn't is it D. Bradley Baker?
1: Yeah, it's D. Bradley Baker. What did I say? Bradley D. Baker. Oh. My bad, I'm dyslexic.
0: Yeah, I Bradley tool. Baker,
1: Tom Kane, Matt Lantern, James Arnold Taylor, Matthew Wood. These guys are all. These guys are in nearly every episode. Mm-hmm. So we'll do deep dives on them, and keep harassing Matt Lantern to come on the
0: show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, find find out where his um, just take it up a notch. Find out where his dog is groomed, and then like uh, hoses groomers and then like if you want your you want to see your dog back again you're gonna come on our podcast there we go and then we can record it from jail
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right do you want to move on to the plot summary
0: the beginning of the show starts off with the quote truth enlightens the mind but won't always bring happiness to your heart so the battle of Christophsis continues that the Jedi dispatch Obi-Wan and Anakin to set an ambush to try and turn the tide now they're basically in two separate towers Cody's with Obi-Wan and a clone group and a battalion of B1 battle droids and tanks are moving onto their position a tactical droid is in charge the droid battalion split up and head to the two towers Obi-Wan's position is under attack and they're overrun Obi-Wan aborts the mission, and Anakin contacts Obi-Wan for an update. Anakin orders an evacuation of the South Tower. Anakin, and this is the first time we meet Rex, So, and uh, technically that's the first time you meet Cody in the season, or in the series, because we're trying to keep track of all the clones. Um, yeah,
1: Cody, Cody was in Attack of the Clones, though, the movie.
0: Oh, that's right. Was that him at the, uh, that Yoda gives a command to?
1: Yeah, oh. that's, that's canonically his first appearance.
0: Oh okay well then
1: but I do think this is the first appearance of Rex.
0: Yeah. So yeah, this is the first appearance of Rex. Anakin, Rex and some clones zip over the tower to meet Obi Wan and uh, the pickup. Obi Wan cuts down the droids and they make a path through the escape. They make it to the roof and fight some more droids before the gunship comes in for a pickup. The group is evacuated after taking heavy clone casualties. They leave with a tactical droid head and they want to analyze it.
1: I think this is a very strong start to this episode it's it's almost frantic in its pace and how ill-prepared obi-wan is in his role of general at the, at this moment at least he's very quickly overwhelmed and in a very vulnerable position very quickly and how reckless anakin is to sort of save him
0: yeah i f- thought it was weird because they had like they were setting up and, like like huge like heavy heavy cannons to fire down upon the droids It's like well they could have turned them around because uh, they they had the droids bottlenecked but you, you know, know the... obi-wan and always attacking from the high ground yes <laughs> <laughs> that's where he's best so back at the base they're able to access the data of the, of the core of the droid when they learned that the droids knew about the plants and the intel Obi Wan and Anakin debate how the droids got their intel. They puzzle out that there's a spy in their midst.
1: Yeah, so I do want to point out that the stealing the battle, the tactical droids' head thing, is going to be a reoccurring tactic of theirs throughout the show. I think they do it at least four other times, and I think they try to do it in Bad Batch too. Yeah,
0: yeah, even it's, yeah, even in Rebels, it's just a vulnerability. Yeah, even in Rebels, Ahsoka has one of the one of those droids' heads. That's how they find. gregor and Wolf. Obi-Wan and Anakin decide to go behind enemy lines to determine who's giving up information while Rex and Cody are to investigate at the base to see if they can determine who the spy is. Now Cody sorry Cody notices that the Cody notices that a comm was left on and that somebody heard their entire conversation with the Jedi. Rex sees a clone run off and they give chase and realize the spy ran into the mess hall which is just full of clones. They realize that the spy is a clone, so it's kind of trouble that the spy looks like everybody else. Yeah, it's a really good setup. Yeah. Meanwhile, Obi-Wan and Anakin are riding their speakers into the city, and droids are monitoring them but jamming their comms. Rex and Cody decide that they're going to have to figure this out for themselves. R2-D2 helps Rex and Cody analyze the comm logs. And then back to Anakin and Obi-Wan, they continue while more droids monitor them. Anakin and Obi-Wan realize that they're driving into a trap, but they continue anyway, because they really have no choice. And back to Rex and Cody, they see that someone is piggybacking on some interference that is easy to ignore, but the messages are coming from a clone named Slick's barracks. The two decide to confront Slick and his men to figure out which one of them is the traitor. So Anakin and Obi-Wan show up to a library of sorts that's being used as the Separatist headquarters.
1: I do like this. I do like this building a lot. Maybe I just like libraries, but I like I like the setup of this building and them showing up here. I like that they're walking into a trap. They know it and they don't care. This sets up a lot of the way they're going to handle these situations throughout the series.
0: Yeah, it. Uh, there's actually something very similar that happens in the Clone Wars movie, which will be the next thing we review. Right. Yeah. So back at the base, uh, Slick Slick is arguing with Rex and Cody, saying none of his men would have done this. And something that I noticed on the uh, on subsequent viewing, he keeps he keeps on saying, "Let me give 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 me a chance to talk with them," which yeah,
1: he wants to control the investigation.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And so his squad shows up, uh, but they deny his request to to have him talk with them, and they're gonna they start the their little inquisition right away. Meanwhile, back at the library, Obi-Wan and Anakin are met with Ventress. So this is the first time that we meet Ventress in plot order. And some some just... The Obi-Wan dialogue gets better, but I found this kind of like flirting dialogue kind of like clunky. It's not
1: great. Yeah. I'll put it that way. It's, it, doesn't, it doesn't really... It establishes that they know each other, right? Because he says something like... Like, fancy seeing you here. He calls her my sweet at one point. And it's, like, weirdly confrontational flirting. Mm-hmm. It's, like... I don't know how to describe it. But there, it's it's a very strange set of dialogue. There's some clunky dialogue in this episode. Yeah. But and but y- this it, is a piece of it. Yeah. You can cut... This, di- this dialogue doesn't work for me. And, like... If you're watching it in the order we're watching it, and without previous knowledge of all of the other material her introduction here is wild it's like she drops a robe and they have like this like sh- hippie shot of her like pulling away from like her waist to show her legs and things mm-hmm. like it's supposed to be like mildly seductive and she looks good but like you don't know who this is if you're watching it in the order we're watching it in which is the order they recommend you watch it in. And, because she's never appeared in a material before, and she's like, like, she whips out a red lightsaber, two of them, and they start fighting, like they're old enemies. It's like, there's something's missing here.
0: Yeah. So now, back at the base, the Rex and Cody are interviewing the various clones. So there's Jester. He was cleaning his weapon after the last battle, and he couldn't have sent the message. The weapon checks out, and uh, it's clean, and apparently he always takes care of his... Uh, Gun right after a battle.
2: This is my rifle. There are many like it, but this one is mine. My rifle is my best friend. It is my life. I must must master master it as I must master my life.
0: Punch, he went to the mess with Sketch and they sat together. Gus was injured in the battle and sent to the infirmary. He's covered by the medical records. Chopper claims that he was in the mess hall. And Sketch says that, that wasn't true, that he showed up later than everyone else did. But then he like kind of wants to take it back. Uh, and then now back to Ventress again. They draw lightsabers. She knew that they were coming. The, the, uh, face that Anna, or that Obi Wan showed also knew how they were coming. Nice. Please don't keep that in. <laughs> <laughs> the way his eyes crossed and just. <laughs> and he sounded like a Tuscan. Okay. Off topic, did they use donkey sounds for the Tuscans? Because they sound a lot like donkeys. Anyways, okay. So back at the base, Chopper isn't asking questions, but eventually he agrees and shows Rex and Cody that he's been taking battlefield trophies in the form of battle droid fingers. This is something very reminiscent of, like, you hear from things that happened in Vietnam uh, with Gliss. Necklaces of ears and stuff like that. I don't know how true that is, but battle it's apocalypse now stuff, right?
1: So like belts of nipples and things. It's it's like the yeah super dark um, stuff.
0: Well, battlefield trophies. But in World War Two, it was okay to come home with like a a Mauser or a Ruger, no big deal, or or Nazi gold. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so he says he collects them as a type of retribution for his fallen friends. The tone shifts a lot against Chopper, and they call him deficient. Slick leans into him saying that he's a liar. And Chopper says that he took fingers but he's no spy. Now this kind of explains why sketch kind of like drew back after he said what said that Chopper was kinda of like lying. Is that, that they all know that he's doing this but they don't want him to get into trouble. It's harmless. Like the 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 amount of trouble he gets in for
1: doing this is unreasonable. I realize that there's regulations and rules and shit, but he's not hurting anybody.
0: Mm-hmm. But they, they lo, they, they live just nothing but rules. So, it's understandable they would freak out a little bit over like what would be probably considered a minor infraction given the state of everything going on. So Slick says that Chopper can't be trusted. Slick tries to keep Cho- Chopper from talking. Slick says that once the Jedi get back, they can launch an investigation. Chopper says that he saw Slick at the south entrance too. Cody then asks how Slick knew that the Jedi were gone. Slick attacks Cody, and makes a run for it. Everyone realizes that Slick is the traitor. Now Slick is very says like, "Oh, I wish you hadn't noticed that."
1: Yeah, this is very this is a very Scooby Doo moment, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Where where they the mask comes off Slick and he's just the villain. Yeah, right. he is one hundred percent committed to his alternative mission, and we've forgotten all about choppers, illicit fingers <laughs> that he keeps on a necklace. Yeah we'll deal with you later chopper. Yeah.
0: And and there was a point where Slick tries to give them give 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 them a minute with him cuz then what's going to happen chopper would have gotten killed and then be like, "Oh, yep, he confessed. He 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 drew a blaster on me or something."
1: So all of these all of these clones have a slightly different design to them too. Mm-hmm. It's really it's really well done and Chopper looks scarred. It looks like he was like in an explosion or something. Yeah. You might be a little bit more shell shocked than the other ones. Yeah, this is
0: this is what kind of well, there was a little bit in the second episode, or sorry, that there's a little bit in the first episode, but not as much as this is the first episode where you start to see all the personalities come out because they're not all just. I mean, they're clones of Jango Fett, but they're not Jango Fett. They're all their own person, and there's some really cool, I guess, clone jujitsu. Even in the armor, they can still. They can still roll on the ground And perform choke holds and arm bars
1: Yeah, there's like leg wrestling And shit happening too mm-hmm. like, It's a really good fight It's a really good fight sequence mm-hmm.
0: Yeah So then back to with Ventress, Obi-Wan And Anakin, they continue to fight her She throws a bunch of books at them And they deflect them with the force Because they don't like books
1: this this part of the show I, I was I wrote the summary as as usual, but this part of the show I was having a hard time because there was all this cool clone stuff happening and they kept breaking it up with these tiny vignettes of mm-hmm. the fight, of the lightsaber fight. You go back to the lightsaber fight for ten seconds and then back to the clones for a minute. But it's it's like cutting in between these two scenes quite rapidly.
0: Yeah. At the base, Rex and Cody are in pursuit through the shipyard, but Slick has set explosives and destroyed a bunch of tanks and the weapons depot and dropships as well. Yeah, and then back with Ventress, Obi Wan tells Ventress to surrender when they approach, but she takes out the floor and they fall to a lower floor. Ventress says she's just a distraction so her spy can disable their defenses. Oh, Ventress jumps out onto a. to Pura? Is that. My, am I saying that correctly?
1: Octu- Octupera maybe. Octupera I, don't, Tridroid. I don't I don't know if it's ever been said out loud, but Octupera probably. Yeah, yeah
0: it's very reminiscent of like the big harvesting droids you see in the Matrix. Yes. where it's just got a big kinda of like it's kinda of like a walking octopus or a squid where it's got a big kinda of like bulb and then it's got like legs. Okay. So back at the base, all the vehicles are burning, and Slick is seen run, running into the command center. Back with Anakin and Obi-Wan, Anakin attacks the tri-droid, and it falls from the building. Obi-Wan and Anakin steal two, two staff speeders from B-1 battle droids and head back to the base. Now back with Rex and Cody, they enter the command center and think about how Slick is planning to escape. They figure that he's in the vents, and they play act that they understand his plan. Cody puts his rifle down and Rex pretends to leave. Cody pretends to work on the power, and Slick drops out of the vent and grabs Cody's gun, which is empty. Rex comes in behind him. Slick fights back, calls Rex a traitor. The three fight. Slick starts to get away, so Slick says the clones blindly follow orders for no reason. Slick says at least he got something. He got his freedom from the army for selling out his brothers. Slick is defeated. Obi-Wan and Anakin are back to see that Slick was the traitor and they're super surprised. Anakin asks how he could have done this to his brothers. Slick says that only a Jedi would ask that. Uh, The Jedi keeps clones as slaves to do their bidding. He was striking a blow for all clones. His actions though are seen as a betrayal of all the clones. And then you find out that the weapons depot is completely destroyed except for the heavy cannons. And this is then what leads into the Clone Wars movie. Now, I I like this episode because it really starts to get into that the clones are their own people and that not all of them are really happy with what they're doing.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is... Like, the word clone itself like just means a copy, right? And this shows half a dozen clones with wildly different personalities, wildly different... They're all sort of working together, but they are unique people in their look and their behavior. One of them actually betrays them. And I think I'm gonna play that, just that last little exchange real quick. Worslick is explaining his motivation. because so I think it's really important. Mm-hmm.
2: Only a Jedi
1: would ask that. It's
0: the
2: Jedi who keep
0: my brothers enslaved.
2: We do your bidding. We serve at your whim. I just want something more it's
1: really it's it's really heartbreaking in a way that that he he thinks that well he knows that the jedi are utilizing him like they only exist to fight this war for them and they're specifically bred for this purpose and they're supposed to be like compliant in all of these orders it's really gross and it sets up it does set up one of these moral quandaries for the Jedi very early in the series that whether you're watching it in our order or the actual order, this is still season one mm-hmm. of Clone Wars. And so this is would be episode sixteen that you would see and it's the second episode in, in order though. They're already establishing like, yeah, these people are basically slaves.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not something I really thought about it until I think that it was actually like brought up like in in like an episode. So then like, yeah they're they're just, they're, they're slaves. Nobody's, I mean, people care, but not that much. They're, they're just going to throw them into the meat grinder that is the the, the war. You you know? see, and they'll just make more of them if they need more and just to be fed into the meat grinder.
1: Canonically, they make millions of them.
0: Mm-hmm. Right?
1: And they just keep making more and more and more. We see other deserters, right? We see Gregor sort of desserts. He gets amnesia and desserts. We get Quayne. he deserts. There's others, and so it's just, I like the idea that there's just a distribution of their normal behavior, and part of that distribution is the re-exertion of their free will. I don't disagree with Slick. Mm-hmm. I, I disagree with, with him sabotaging the base and ultimately putting other, more people in danger. But I don't disagree with the stance that he's basically a slave, and as a slave, there's a directive right in the military if you were captured never stop trying to escape and and that is that could be this that could be the same for him right mm-hmm. he thinks he is imprisoned in this role and he will never not he will never stop trying to escape it
0: yeah like even you go into later seasons with Barris. Yeah, I don't don't agree with her methods of what of what she did, but she knew the Jedi had lost their way. She knew something bad was on the horizon. She just didn't went about it the wrong way. And nobody else. She did what she acknowledged. What nobody else. I, I guess when you say like the the elephant in the room, she acknowledged that that the, the Dark Side was ascendant. That the Jedi had lost their way, just like Slick is saying that. Yeah, we're slaves. We're just your slaves. That's, and that's so, all
1: we are. And so all of these little... I, I like the idea of us highlighting all of these little indicators throughout the series showing this gradual or or precipitous fall of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. They engineered a slave race of people to fight their war for them. And they're utilizing them to the fullest to fight that war. Like I, I put in the line in the summary, they suffer heavy clone casualties. They do. Like, they're cannon fodder. Mm-hmm. They, they repel... Or they zip line over to the building from the south tower to the north tower, and some of the clones are shot during that that zip line maneuver, and they fall to their death, presumably to the ground several stories below. They're out in front of the Jedi at all times, so yeah, they're a human human shield for them, and it's not doesn't feel great, especially not with what's happening in the world right now. Yeah, there's there's a lot. To dislike about the treatment of the clones but we're going to keep like, keep it positive like it's good that they're showing that they're individuals it's good that it's good that these themes are being examined and we'll see where they go and in season 7 Rex has this little soliloquy about how the clones relationship with the war is complicated because most of them wouldn't exist without it but also like they're meant to serve in it hmm like it's it's a wonderful speech, and I think this is a theme that I'm glad they're establishing, so we can examine it and talk about it.
0: Is there anything else you want to talk about as far as that? No, no, it's, you said it perfectly. I'm really, the whole, the whole, the, the whole clone thing is just very, I've gone on record many times saying that I, I just find it fascinating. Because I really want to know more about them. I want to know what, I really, really, really want to know what happened to them, you know, after the war. Thing. War Mantle does not explain what
1: happens to them, it just says that they're decommissioned. Yeah. And we wanna I we're in total agreement there. We we really want to know what happens next. One thing I do want to do with all of these episodes is that little billboard at the front that you talked about. Mm-hmm. I wanna know if if we think think it fits the episode. We didn't do this last time, but I think we're gonna do it from now on. Yeah. As long as we remember. And so this one was truth enlightens the mind. But won't always bring happiness to your heart. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think this fits this episode?
0: Oh yeah. I think Slick, uh, Slick is enlightened. He realizes that he's a slave, but he's not happy. That you know, it, it's like. Can you imagine? I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I served in the military. I, but you know, I volunteered in it. I, can you just imagine waking up and realizing that one day, like your whole life, is actually just like been engineered just to do somebody else's, you know, you just kind of like live and die at their whim or not at their whim, but like that it's, you, re, you realize that you're just, you're just there for their use and to be discarded whenever that would be a really tough pill to swallow.
1: Also, he's probably 10 years old. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting interpretation. I think you're right there. I think, I think Slick becomes enlightened and it sort of ruins his life. Mm-hmm. Because he realizes that he's a prisoner of his engineering and breeding, for lack of a better term, and that he's not in control. He has no agency over his own life, and he lashes out in the only way he can, which is militaristically. Mm -hmm. And he ends up paying a huge price for it. We don't know what happens to him. Maybe he'll show up in a later episode. Maybe not. But if he does, we'll talk about that. Um, But I do think I agree with you. It is a good, good billboard for the episode.
0: I don't have much else in my notes. Did you have anything else you want to talk about today? No. No, not really. So now's the time in the show where we we rank an episode. We rank episodes based on characters. So a really great episode would be a original trilogy character, Han Luke, Leia, Darth Vader. A really bad episode would be somebody like... It could be the toad outside of Jabba's
1: palace that eats that thing and then burps.
0: Yeah, they... The, the, the Rodian prisoner who freaks out and gets killed in the book of Boba Fett. So, Matt, what do you rank this episode? I really liked it. And
1: so I'm going to give it a Rush Clovis, which is a Clone Wars character we've yet to meet. But he was a politician from Scipio who had a former relationship with Padme Amidala. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait for that episode because we can get into some shit with Clovis.
0: <laughs> Right on. Yeah, I, I also enjoyed this episode. Man, you know what, I'll give this one a barris off you because it's it brings truth to a very crazy situation that brings a brings enlightenment but not happiness. Because realize, you oh go. yeah, they they're all slaves and the Jedi's aren't exactly squeaky clean in this. Man, I can't wait to get into all all the people that figure out the shit. Right. So some
1: of them are like punk Krell or Barris or some other clones. It's going to get good. Yeah. All right, should we figure out what
0: we're watching next? Yeah, let's do it. You going to roll the All die? Right.
1: Yep, so at the end of every one of our Clone Wars episode, I roll a d20, like a Dungeons and Dragon's 20-sided die. I film it and put the video on our Twitter feed, at Yubcast. If I roll a 1... Our next review will be an Ewoks episode from the nineteen eighty-five Nelvana Lucasfilm show Ewoks. And if I roll any other number, it'll be the next Clone Wars episode, which is actually the Clone Wars movie. Which this episode leads right into. So I'm going to start my cell phone video. I've got to die. And here it comes. And I
0: rolled a seventeen. Mm. Deep in the Clone Wars territory. Yep. So lived our f- next, sorry, lived, lived lived to watch Clone Wars another day.
1: Yeah, we're gonna have to watch a New Walks episode one of these days. Yeah. But so the next episode we'll be reviewing is the feature-length Clone Wars movie, which is actually sort of several episodes sort of st- stitched together. But we're gonna do it as just one mega episode, and yeah, that's what we'll do next. It actually appeared in theaters. Did you see
0: this one in theaters? I did not because back then I was very snobby and a purist, and I didn't think it was canon. And, so, and then I found out like, oh, Anakin has a Anakin has a Padawan. It's like, no, they would never give him a Padawan. <laughs> and so it's kind of the reason why I didn't watch it for the longest time. Because so I just I thought I was better than it, or. I just didn't like the concept of it, but...
1: All right, I've... we'll get into all of that. We'll get into all that next week because I think I had... I was on my stories break during this time, but I regret I regret that break now. But we'll we'll get into our feelings at the movie at the time and what we think about it now and what everyone else thinks about this movie. I'm constantly razzing people on Twitter for not including it in their rankings and, <laughs> and things, or, or someone will put it last. And I'll say, like, oh, I think your ranking's backward. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but uh, yep, so that's what we're doing next. Do you want to place out? All right. Well, uh, that's the episode. Thanks for listening. We're glad anybody's listening. Be sure to uh, tell a friend about. <coughs> sorry, be <coughs> sorry. Be sure to tell a friend who's into Star Wars or maybe just a little bit into Star Wars about our show. And uh, if you thought we sucked, well, tell somebody you don't like about our show because fuck them, right? We'll be back with our review of the Clone Wars movie.
2: Thank you for downloading and listening to this episode. We would also like to thank Jordan White for the use of his cover of YubNub as our intro and outro music. Please refer to the show notes for photos, clips, and links from this episode. Side effects from listening to YubCast may include dizziness, dry mouth, a sense of confusion, and decreased sex drive. Serious side effects may include speaking in Ewok, speculating the origins of prequel characters, and wondering why two grown men discuss children's cartoons on the internet. For a complete list of Side effects or to complain about the show, please visit us on Twitter at Yubcast or drop us an email at Nooch Vader Productions at Gmail.com. Thanks again. We will see you again next week with a new episode. Yubcast is not affiliated with Lucasfilm or the Walt Disney Company. Star Wars, its characters and creations are the property of Lucasfilm and its parent company, The Walt Disney Company. Yubcast is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only.